Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Edwin. Happy Wednesday, Andrew. It is the middle of the week. Middle of the week, and I've got some fun socks on today. Oh, really? What do you got on Everybody's curious about that. They are. Wednesday socks. Chick-fil-A lemonade socks. Chick-fil-A lemonade. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. I thought you were sweet teen. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we are the honor palmer that goes together, aren't we? I mean, it works well. It works well. I do like being the, the number one special better, but <laughs> I do not have special socks on today. I've just got my old white. The old white socks? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good to have clean socks. That, you know, that's what we got to be thankful for. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Let's go with that. Well, so let's Psalm not, not assume things. <laughs> Psalm. No. No. Yes. Yes. We we keep clothes clean at my house. They are clean socks. So Psalm eighty three. Let's just talk about that. And in fact, I, you know what we we've pictured Psalm eighty three as prayers for us today. Here here are saints in the Bible going through the things we go through. Moments when it feels like God is being silent. Here's mm-hmm. a prayer for that. Mm-hmm. These saints went through what we go through. They, these things are not new in the history of God's people. Yesterday, we talked about a prayer for when the enemies surround us and the, that feeling that we have sometimes. I, t- today, what I'd really like to talk about is, is, is something that, to me, is really it's like the crux. It's, it's the heart. It's it's what makes this psalm special as I've been studying it. So I, I really want to get to that today. I'm going to read today from the American Literary Version, which is always um, a risk because they don't have the numbers. And so I, I think I'm at the right You're one. You're not sure when to stop reading? No, no. That, you, you can tell that. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm at the right one. A song, a psalm of Asaph. O God, keep not silence. Hold not your peace and be not still, O God. For lo... Your enemies make a tumult, and those who hate you have lifted up the head. They take crafty counsel against your people and consult together against your hidden ones. They say, come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. For they have consulted together with one heart. Against you they make a covenant, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagarines, Gebal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia, with the inhabitants of Tyre, Assyria also has joined with them. They have been an arm to the children of Lot. Do unto them as unto Midian, as to Sisera, as to Jabin at the river Kishon, who perished at Endor, who became as dung for the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, yea, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, Let us take to ourselves in possession the habitations of God. O oh my God, Make them like the whirling dust, as stubble before the wind, as the fire that burns the forest, and as the flame that sets the mountains on fire. So pursue them with your tempest, and terrify them with your storm. Fill their faces with confusion, that they may seek your name, O Yahweh. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Yea, let them be confounded and perish, that they may know that you alone, whose name is Yahweh, are the most high over all the earth. 
All right. Yesterday, as we were looking at the psalm, we spent some time talking about the ten nations and kind of plotting that out on a map and saying, wow, Israel is surrounded. 100%. And uh, we tied it to it's uh, to us. It was echoing a time when King Jehoshaphat was facing an alliance of the, of the nations. Yes. However, with this psalm, the psalmist doesn't say, God, make it like that time with Jehoshaphat. No. And yet he does call a historic deliverance, right? Multiple, when, multiple, multiple historical historic deliverances. So God make it like those times. And what's interesting to me is those times are rooted in the book of Judges. Yes. I don't often think of the book of Judges as those times when it's like, oh yeah, God's, you know, good times for Israel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They weren't good times for Israel. They were not. Israel so often in the wrong. And and that is the connection I'm seeing the, the psalmist making, right? Those seasons when it seems like God was silence, those were coming in like 40-year swaths yeah. in the book of Judges, where the people were doing wrong things, and then they are oppressed by different enemies of the people. The Philistines, the Midianites, some of those nations would sort of take their turn in the book of Judges as God would use them to humble Israel, to bring Israel into captivity and into hardship, and it would produce among the Israelites a repentance and a calling out to God for help for salvation. So we've got two specific issues or events, occurrences historically in Judges that are brought to mind. First of all, in Judges 4 and 5 with Jabin, uh, the king of Hazor, and his commander Sisera, and that's with Deborah and Barak in Judges 4 and 5. I, I just wanted to tell you, I've been to the uh, ruins of Hazor and it, it did become more real for me. Did it make it more real for you? <laughs> yeah, it did. I, I'm glad to hear that. You saw it in a whole new light? I did. Yeah, I'm jealous. But uh, here here's what we have, is this enemy has come against Israel, and of course there's the, you know, Barak doesn't want to go, and so mm -hmm. Deborah says, well, the glory's going to be given to a woman. And when it's all said and done, Jael is the one who takes the commander of Jabin's army, Sisera, nails his head to the floor, and kills him. And J.L. was a woman. And J.L. was a woman. At a tent. Brought, and, brought him into yeah, the tent. Yeah, absolutely. And but and then Deborah and Barak are able to rout mm -hmm. Jabin's army, and God gives victory. That we find in Judges 4 and 5. Then, of course, what Israel does is goes back into sin again. Mm -hmm. And because mm -hmm. Israel goes back into sin again, the Midianites come along, and they oppress and they punish. They're God's instrument of punishment and judgment on the nation of Israel. But then God calls Gideon, mm -hmm. and he sets up this army, and this is that great story where God takes this army of like 30,000 soldiers right. and whittles it down to 300. God himself more than decimates the army. Okay, he, he gets the army down to 300 people. Yeah, and that's such a, a clever way in which he does it, too, by giving permission for any who are afraid. Any who are afraid to leave. leave. There's a lot that leave. Yeah. And then the uh, watch the way they drink their water. Yeah. What a peculiar test. Yeah. But it gets down to 300 men. 300 men. So obviously overwhelming odds mm -hmm. against this horde. And in Judges 7 and 8, you have these four princes that are mentioned, Oreb, Zeb, Zeba and Zalmunna, and Gideon ends up killing all four of them. And, and there's, I, I mean, I really encourage anyone who's listening into our conversation here, go read those stories, because it's kind of all that surrounding those four guys is, is, is pretty interesting. There. Yeah. But, but what happens is God, against amazing odds, provides victory these two different times for Israel. Yeah. 
And a lot of folks, as they look at Psalm 83, wondering why these two particular instances are brought up, will, will highlight that issue of the odds. I certainly think there's something about that. Here in Psalm 83, it's this coalition that is so huge that God's people can't imagine having victory, and yet God will bring victory for them. But to me, there's something more fundamental and more important. Yeah. And that is, why were why was Israel in both of those cases in the book of Judges, why were those nations oppressing? Why were those princes having victory over Israel at those times. Well, because Israel was in the wrong, and particularly they had been pr- practicing idolatry. You yeah. know, with the Gideon story, the first thing he has to do is go tear down like the family idol, yeah, uh, and and the village idol, and and everyone's so upset about that. So it, yes. it was far spread. So when I go back to that story of Judges, what is so amazing is that every time the people deserve the judgment they are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And yet, when they repent and cry out to God, and, and actually in Judges, sometimes they don't. God brings deliverance anyway. But when they repent and cry out to God, God brings deliverance. He raises up a judge, mm-hmm. a deliverer, a savior, and he brings deliverance for the people. And it is not at all because the people deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's not at all because the people have now done something so amazing that they ought to be delivered. It is completely and 100% because God is a keeper of covenants. Yeah. God made a promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God made a promise to Moses. God made a promise to David. God made covenants with this people. And the reason they can cry out to him is not because of anything about them. It's because of the very nature of God as a keeper of covenants. I was just going to add to that, that it it is reminiscent in each of those stories, those cycles of the judges, of of the, the, the Egyptian bondage as well. It, yes. it, it just seems to take a, a moment when the people truly cry out to God, yeah. and he will hear and he will remember his promises and his covenants. And for the sake of his word and his faithfulness, yeah. there is mercy and grace towards uh, these, these um, well, evil yeah. <laughs> Israelites. Yes. Now, when we come to the Psalms, as we've been talking about the ark of these Asaphite Psalms, from Psalm 73 now to Psalm 83, it sure seems to me like these Psalms have been placed together to teach a lesson to the Israelites, the Judeans who have found themselves in captivity. The sanctuary, we've seen Psalms where the sanctuary has been destroyed. And in this ark, there's this judgment that's come upon Israel, judgment that's come upon Judah, they, they find themselves, we know in the history of God's people, in captivity. These psalms have been placed together, telling them the story about what happened, and in the last two psalms, why it has happened. Mm-hmm. And now we come to this psalm, and here we have a psalm where the psalmist confidently cries out, despite being in that place of deserving judgment, mm-hmm. despite being in that place of having defied the two greatest commandments of God, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Despite having defied the Ten Commandments, that first one, you shall have no other gods before me. Despite deserving every bit of judgment they have received from these nations that God has brought against them, now we have a prayer that cries out for God to bring judgment against the nations. And it is a prayer uttered with absolute confidence Mm -hmm. and faith that God will do exactly that. And, and this is why this is so meaningful to me, because for me, in my own prayers today, 
the time that I have the most trouble with prayer is remembering what a sinner I am. So like when, when you do, when we realize we're really in the wrong. Yeah, when I yeah. realize I, I'm, I'm really in the wrong, I am a sinner. Yeah. I deserve God's judgment. And sometimes what keeps me from praying is, why would God ever listen to me? Mm-hmm. I am a sinner. I don't deserve deliverance. I don't deserve victory. I don't deserve mercy. I don't deserve grace. And yet this is what I repeatedly cry out to God for. I have a psalm where this psalmist not only is himself and his nation in that place of being under God's judgment and deserving it, but calling to mind other times in Israel's history when they were under God's judgment and they deserved it. But what happened? They cried out to God, and what did God do? He brought deliverance, and he brought judgment against his enemies. Why? Because they deserved it? Because Israel deserved it? No, because God is a keeper of covenants. I can have confidence to pray, not because of looking at me and how great I am, but because I remember how great God is. God is a keeper of covenants. And even when I am remembering my own sinfulness, I can turn to God in prayer with confidence. Yeah. Not because of me. Yeah. But because of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. God is so good all the time. Uh, we appreciate you being with us today. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, text talk at christiansmeethere.org, and we're going to have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you for your word, and one of the things we appreciate, Father, is how it is so timeless and how we can see ourselves in these psalms, how they provide a vocabulary, a rich vocabulary for us to approach you in prayer and in praise for the wonderful good that you've done and your mighty works and your mighty deeds. Father, for your deliverance when we are in the wrong. And then those seasons when we find ourselves like this psalmist, under judgment and understanding deserving judgment. God, but you are gracious and you love us more and you give more grace and we are so thankful. We pray, Father, that you might forgive us of our sins and our shortcomings. Father, we thank you for the great deliverer who is Jesus Christ. We pray that we might take some confidence in that deliverance and your faithfulness to your word this day and as we pray to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.